Hello and welcome to the I Know Nothing About Beer podcast. I am your host, Al the Brewer, and I am so glad you are listening today. This podcast is for anyone that wants to learn more about craft beer and the culture that surrounds it. Whether you're brand new to the scene or a vet of craft beer, I hope you find something to take away from this podcast. So, pour yourself a beer, pull up a bar stool, and enjoy. Cheers. Here we go. Welcome so much to the I Know Nothing About Beer podcast. Oh my goodness, this has been such a long time in the running. Thank you so very much for joining me. My name is Al the Brewer, coming from to you from Fort Worth, Texas. And yes, I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for being a part of this. Uh, excuse me while I get this little bottle open here. I've got a little uh, spawn, spoon, whatever you want to call it, from Jester King that I'm going to be opening up as... I talk about today's topic, and today's topic is uh, what makes a good beer and what makes beer good. I thought for episode, the true episode one, this would be a good one to talk about because it's uh, part of why we drink good beer. What makes a good beer and why is beer good? I think those are two uh, two very good and important questions for today. So, oh, I think you can hear the bottle going in, the opener going into the cork. Hold on a second here. For those of you that need to know, uh, this is a 2017 Spawn three-year blend from Jester King. Uh, I think it was bottled in, what, 2017? And, oh, here we go. Ha! There we go. Oh, I love that sound. Anyways, so... Today, what makes a good beer? Um, I think there's a couple of different things that that uh, do and and don't make a good beer. Um, one thing that makes a good beer, oh, it's just that moment when you pour it in. Oh, do you hear that? Oh, so good. Mm. Mm. There we go. Um, so basics. What makes a good beer? Quality ingredients, uh, an adherence, or uh, abandonment of rules. Um, let's start on talk about the most basic part of beer. What is beer? Now, please, if you are a longtime home brewer, beer drinker, uh, person that just knows a whole lot about beer, thank you so much for being part of today. I really appreciate you being here. But I do think it's important to talk about uh, the main ingredients of beer real quick, especially for people that have no idea about them and i know there are people out there that still know nothing about beer and that's why they're listening because hey i know nothing about beer so uh, i'm not going to do the world's deepest dive into it i'm going to do more of a surface skim uh, off the top but uh, i wanted to give a baseline knowledge of what is beer again this is old news amen uh maybe you'll learn something new if this is something brand new to you hey dig in open up a beer like i just did and let's enjoy so making beer, pretty much straightforward. It's like making a tea. You take some grains, you crush them up, pop them in some hot water, which is now, uh, or hot liquor, as it's called in the industry. Uh, you set it in some hot liquor for a good amount of time. This is normally around 152, 154, up to 170, depending on the type of beer that you're making. Uh, this is also called the mash. So you let, uh, you have the mash, 
letting everything uh, mash in for about uh, 60 to 90 minutes. Again, depending on the beer you're making. You rinse it with some hot water. This is called sparging. You take this liquid, now like a hot tea of uh, grains. And uh, this liquid is now called wort. You take this wort, you put it into another kettle, you give it a boil. Uh, as soon as it starts boiling, generally is when you start adding hops, again, depending on the beer. Take these hops, uh, add throughout the boil. Uh, this time, any you know, there are times when people, brewers throw other things in the mix, but man, we're not going to bother with that right now. Once that wort has boiled for about an hour to 90 minutes, some even take a little longer, you cool it down to about 68 degrees or a little lower. You pitch your yeast, put it into a sterilized vessel, let it ferment, and bam, you have beer. Now from here, you have two things to do. Excuse me. You can either put this into kegs or put it into bottles. If you're putting it into kegs, easy peasy. You put the wort into the, or the now beer, I should say, into the kegs, close it up, force carbonate, and you're ready to serve in a day or two. Uh, if you're doing bottles, you put a little beer in each bottle, add a little sugar to each bottle, and you re you re you do a very small refermentation in the bottle, and bam, you get beer. That is pretty much it. Did I did I do it pretty quickly enough? Um, for again, this is for most beers in the world. The beer I'm drinking right now is a uh, uh, they don't want to call it a lambic. Uh, it's done in lambic style. It's it's a whole other fun process. But in general, that's how most beers in the world are made. If you want to dive deeper into this, I would really suggest getting into uh, the book, the complete home, of joy, uh, the complete joy of home brewing, third edition. Papazon, Charlie Papazon, amazing the beer bible. Jeff Altworth as well, very very good. Uh, both of those will give you a much better foundation, and will do a much better job of explaining everything I did in about three hundred pages. All right, so back to the question. Uh, what makes a good beer? Um, I think I need to start this off by saying what uh, what does not make a good beer? I think there are so many uh, things in the world right now that, especially in the world of beer, that uh, I kind of consider distractions. Not that they're not um, worth their salt every once in a while, but I think there's a lot more uh, to distract away from good beer uh, than to add to it at times. So things that... I don't think add to um, the the goodness or the taste of a beer. Uh, rarity or hype. Uh, I'm just going to say that probably doesn't, to me, just doesn't add much to it. Um, there are beers that I'm excited about, uh, things that I'm excited to try, but until it's in my glass, yeah, jury's out. Um, I've had what you would call whales. Uh, these are those super rare beers that um hard to find. You get them through a trade of a trade of a trade. Uh, I've had more than my fair share of the super hyped uh, hazy bro beers. I've had more than my fair share of the rare, I mean, just just uh, corner of the world beer. Um, and I don't believe that hype or rarity has ever added to my ex my experience of it being. Oh, that made that beer so much better. I think these things can add to the mythos uh, and thus make you think they're making a better beer, um, but. I don't think they add to the taste. They can add to the experience of the beer because when you're trying to track down that beer, oh, that's a lot of fun at times. Um, I've been trying to track down several beers now for a couple of years and I got my hands on one of them a while ago. And while it did not make the beer taste better, uh, I mean, it was an exceptional beer, but uh, the joy of finding it, going after it was uh, a fun in and of itself. Um, I also don't think location 
Uh, so myth, so rarity and hyper one thing, but location is another. Uh, I love Belgian beers. Um, I get to talk to my buddy Mick later on, uh, who's from Belgium, and we talked a little bit about that. But I don't think that just because a beer is from Belgium, uh, it makes it good. Or from England, or from America, from the tap room down the street to the one small tap house in the middle of Vermont that you, no one else knows about. Um, I don't think the location has much to do with the taste of the beer. Um, I think that while breweries that are close by, maybe just in your hometown, or something you want to support, I don't think that uh, the brewery down the street makes good beer because they are just the brewery down the street. Um, I, I just I think that, again, gets uh, lost into the mythos of beer um, and what a... Um, small brewery can do. Granted, I've got a brewery down the street from me right now. Makes amazing beer. I love them. I think they do such an amazing job. Turning point. I'm just going to give you a shout out there. Um, but um, I've had other breweries beer, uh, especially when I was living in California, that I was like, bah. just kind of like, yeah, that's okay. okay. Um, but I, I don't think that that lends well. Um, I don't think that distance. Uh, or locale adds to a beer. Um, okay, so uh, things that I think make a good beer. So let's turn on to that. Let's stop talking about the negative there and go on to the first of like what I think makes a good beer. I think there are a couple quantifiable things and there are other things that are a little harder to quantify. Um, so first off is age. Most beer you want to drink fresh. Pretty much, I'd say about 80% of the beers, 90% of the beers out there, you want to drink fresh. If it has a, uh, a quote, load of hops, then you should be drinking it fresh. Um, it, yeah, you should be drinking it fresh. Uh, the quality of the ingredients um, plays a huge part in the taste and overall satisfaction of a beer, I think. Uh, if your brewer is um, skimping out on the quality of the ingredients, not balancing the water correctly, or just overall, just kind of cutting corners with their with their ingredients. You're going to taste it. You're going to fight. You're going to get that quick. Um, also, the quality of the and I'll say last, but uh, in this part of the quantifiable, the quality of the brew. Um, one of the reasons why um, I, I think part of the reason why these super big hazy bro IPAs and the pastry uh, stouts and all that are so popular. Uh, one, they taste great. I mean, they're really fun. Um, but two, you can hide a lot of mistakes in those beers. Uh, there's a lot of of um, off flavors that can hide pretty easily. There's a lot of fermentation flaws that can hide. Um, and I think that that plays a big part in uh, why these, I think that plays a, a, a part in why, not a big part, but a part in why these beers are so popular because uh, there's not, there's a lot to hide behind. Part of the reason why I like making, uh, I'm a home brewer, why I like making saisons is because it's they're hard, kind of hard to screw up. You can ferment them at a high temperature. You can uh, maybe not get as much as you want out of the grain bill as you want. You can add just some adjuncts to it. But uh, there's a lot that you can hide behind um, if you want to in a saison. Um, Lagers, very different story. Uh, there's not much you can hide behind. And if someone screws up something in a lager, you taste it right away. Um, so I think the quality of the brew uh, can really, really affect how you, uh, the quality of the 
uh, of the brew itself, the brewing, fermenting, all of that together can really um, it, it's it's one of the quantifiable things. You can taste off flavors. Uh, you can switch up a recipe. That is what I'm talking about. All right, some of the uh, a little more unquantifiable things. I need a sip real quick. Hmm. Quanti- uh, a little more unquantifiable things. Um, I think the balance to me is the biggest part of what makes a good beer. I'm just saying just in the glass. Um, I compare beer a lot to music. I think that uh, there are some beers, if you take a a beer and the different parts of the beer in your glass, so you'll have the grain, uh, the quality of the uh, the grain, uh, or I should say the characteristics of the grain, the hops, the alcohol, um, all those things, adjuncts, all those things play a part in the experience that you have when you drink that beer. And I think that, um, especially stouts, uh, really, really big stouts, we're talking like the 15 plus percent, uh, when you drink them fresh and young, they're like a, a band or a symphony that's out of, out of order, out of place. Uh, one thing, the alcohol is going to be dominating everything else. Um, it is as if the, uh, the lead singer has kicked the drum, uh, kicked the guitarist out and all you have is a lead singer screaming and yelling while everybody else is kind of going, what am I doing here? Um, it's uh it's it's that that balance needs to play out granted now there are beers where you do want something to shine out and that's not uh that's not an unbalanced beer that's playing to the beer's qualities um there are there's a uh, i think westbrook makes a uh a mexican cake beer and uh you get that cinnamon sugary um uh a, a, a taste that's very forward and that's what's supposed to be there and it's amazing and it's supported by the the taste of the grains and the alcohol uh that's also in that beer so i think balance is 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 a very big part of what can make a a beer good uh stand out or just kind of like flop out um creativity i think that there's something to be said when you have something that kind of uh challenges your perceptions um, or challenges uh, the way that you think of a style. Um, I think that that really can add because it's making your mind think more about the beer, um, not in the same way as uh, hype or um, or um, what is it called? Uh, hype or rarity does. Uh, but creativity gives you something to think about while you're enjoying the brew. Um, yeah, I think that that's another one. Um, and then the adherence or breaking away from a style, um, again, unquantifiable things, but I think that when you get a beer that, uh, so perfectly shows off what a style can be, it makes it that much better because you realize, wow, this person, this brewer has taken the time to really work out every little kink in this beer and make it as um, perfect to style as possible, especially with lagers or uh, beers that uh, don't you don't have much to hide behind. That, oh, it's amazing. When you get a, 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 a just like one of those perfect lagers. I was in uh, Germany. Uh, it's not a lager, but a, a Hefeweizen. I was in uh, at Vetter's in um, Heidelberg. And when I had that, uh, Hefeweizen uh, was one of those. This is a pinnacle of the style. Amazing, blew my mind, 
and all I could think of was, I need more of this in my life. Now, most people aren't going to go hog wild over a Hefeweizen. I understand that. Um, they're great beers. I love them, but I understand they're not uh, the most sought-after beer right now. That's not what everybody's going crazy for or trying to trade for. But I think when you have that pinnacle of the style, where you have it just so dialed in and it's just so perfect, it makes everything else shine about that beer. Um, or the breaking away from the style, like when these hazy, juicy IPAs, not that they broke away from the style, but that they took the style and really gave it a run for its money and said, challenged it and said, here's what else we think this could be. Whereas uh, IPAs were being dominated by West Coast, super pine cone, resiny, uh, you know, smelt like someone had just, you know, bought a marijuana farm and threw it in a glass. Um the East Coast style comes about and says, here is a tropical fruit bowl in a glass. Enjoy. Um, and I think that's something else that can add to style because it gives you, again, something to think about while you're drinking. So um, the last part that I think uh, can help add or take away from beer is uh, where, when, and why you are drinking. Um, again, having been in the middle of Germany, uh, in a German beer hall that's been around for 300 years and having a giant stein and enjoying a beer there is going to make that beer taste better. Why? Because everything about that place, everything about where you are, uh, maybe even why you're there, adds to that drink in your hand. Um, me drinking this little spawn um, in my brewery slash garage slash podcasting studio um, while this beer is already great and anyways, um, doing this right now holds a lot of special meaning to me. I've been thinking about this podcast for the last three years. Uh, this is this three year blend. thought it'd be perfect to, uh, pop open for tonight. Um, in recording this, my daughter is all of six days old. Second daughter is six days old. And we have had a, um, uh, children just add more to life and it's more love. And I love that. Also, add a whole lot of everything else, expense, time, uh, just everything. And I'm able to get away for a little bit right now. So I'm like, ah, I want to pop open something kind of extra fun for tonight. And again, I think that's part of what's making this beer also taste just a little bit better. Hmm. But there's also that whole thing of, you know, a really heavy boozy beer on a cold night. I love the brewery out of uh, Orange County in California. Uh, they have a beer called uh, Mocha Wednesday. It's amazing if you can get your hands on a bottle, do it. Um, it's it's a big boy. I think it ranges between eighteen and nineteen percent, and that on a nice chilly night is near perfect. Now, if I had just gotten done mowing the yard, uh, that is the last beer I am going for because I do not need eighteen and a half percent of Mocha coffee beer uh, going down on you know going into me after having mowed the yard in Texas heat. Uh, at that point in time, give me a cheap Mexican beer, or a michelada, or even a saison will work fine. Um, but uh, I think that those are the the things of what really adds to or can take away from a beer. Um, but I think there's another question for in all this. Um, but what makes beer so good? Not what makes a beer good, but what makes beer so good? Um, I think that... This is a bigger question. I, I I wish it was one that more people were talking about because it's one that brings people together that love beer. What makes beer so good? 
I think part of what makes beer so good is that it is such a universal drink. Uh, it is a beverage that can be as cheap or as expensive. Um, there's still not, uh, hopefully it will never be the mythos of the wine guy, um, around beer. Yes, there are beer snobs and I get that and I can hear people typing already, but, um, I think that, uh, wine has, um, uh, especially in America has had the, the thought of it being kind of an upper classy drink. Uh, I think beer is still the, the drink that's meant to be had, um, with friends and not that it's not supposed to be thought about, but that it's meant to be a, a beverage that you just enjoy when you come together. Uh, whether it be a six pack of, of whatever in the fridge or something local or something that you've been trading around forever and, and finally got it and can't wait to drink. Um, but it's generally something that you want to share. Um, it's there's, um, I'll put it this way. My wife and I, we have a, a very modest, uh, beer and wine cellar. And while I have some bottles of wine that I'm like, ah, one of these days I'll open this with my sister or one of these I'll open this with a friend. Um, I don't bring, I don't go to wine bottle shares. <laughs> I don't bring a bottle of wine um, to my friend's house just because um, I bring bottles of beer. And I think that that is what makes beer so good. I think that right there. Um, the idea that we have beer halls, that uh, breweries are now becoming, I think, the new place to hang out if you want to, um, to either get work done or just as a, the, the starting place for the night. I think that that's what makes beer so good. It makes people want to join in. It makes people want to um, sit and enjoy and talk. So I think that's about it. Thank you for joining me on this episode of um, I Know Nothing About Beer. Um, I <laughs> uh, it kind of just still makes me laugh about that little title of what I'm calling this podcast. So here's what we're going to do. Uh, the next episode, uh, we're going to be talking to my buddy Mick, who, like I said, from Belgium, he's a Cicerone great guy all around and we're going to be talking about these questions uh what makes a beer good and what makes uh what makes a good beer i should say and what makes beer good so uh that'll be the next episode thank you so much for listening please subscribe on itunes and or all the other wherever you get your podcast podcast out at subscribe that man i need to drink some more rate we'll try it this way please subscribe and rate uh throw me a line you can find me in all the interwebs at al the brewer a-l-t-h-e-b-r-e-w-e-r all one word or you can find me at i know nothing about beerbook.com thank you again so very much have yourself a good rest of the night and cheers